Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Saturday, it's match day, and it's me, Russell Guyver, doing the usual podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. Yes, it's the Brighton Rock podcast, live, so to speak, from Hansworth, or wherever the hell we are, near Villa, sitting in a pristine location, aren't we, Mr Andy Gresty, a.k.a. Wedge? Wonderful. We just sat here having a little picnic beside the Birchfield Road. Just the two of us, Villa fans, walking past the stadium waving and smiling and some throwing fruit and debris at us but yeah it's absolutely lovely a little bit of rain but we're here with the pork pies uh, and the San Miguel's and some English ales and, and, and the cheese straws you've almost forgotten to mention the straw yeah we, we've, we've got a parking spot walking distance from the Villa Park so we parked up and we decided to uh, pitch up as well really uh, we, got, we got our picnic chairs we got our picnic table a nice, nice spread of food, having some drinks, and watching the incredulous locals pulling up at the traffic lights, which we are sitting right next to <laughs> on the corner of a busy crossroads junction. Yeah. And we've had lots of nice smiles. Hellos, what do you think the score will be? Have a nice day. Um, you had one as well, didn't you, Wedge? It said uh, fucking wanker, was it, I think? It was something like that, but it was said in a strange sort of accent, you know, like... I think he was fucking Wenger or something like that. OK, we'll, we'll, we'll stop doing that accent now just in case we get beaten up. But, um, yeah, we, we've had one, one bit of hostility and, and, and a group of four snarlers. Uh, snarlers. Other than that, it's been great. And we've had some food. We, we got up here in plenty of time. Yeah, it's been lovely. The guy that offered us some hot water uh, from the for the parking we'll place. His toilets in a minute because we've had so much beer. But we'll knock on the doors here and let us in. Anyway... Matters uh, pertaining to this episode are the Villa match, match day special, which we'll be coming to in due course. Uh, apologies in advance for any tooting you here from cars driving by. I'm sure it's nothing to do with our presence. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we haven't done anything about Chelsea. Uh, and the midweek game, I was there, you were there, Andy, as well. Yep. A, um, a disappointing 1-0 defeat. Wrong, wrong result, if you ask me. We should have put our chances to bed, though, shouldn't we? I think we have four chances that we probably should have scored at least at least a couple from. And Chelsea were shite, weren't they? In particular, their goalkeeper, goalkeeper seemed to be... Uh, I think he thought he was at the Rugby World Cup. He kept kicking it into he touch. Was, he was finding touch with unerring accuracy. In know, his own half. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Going for as much distance as he could to get the line out. Yeah, he was absolute shit and he got rightful dog's abuse. Yeah, um, he, he was getting that before abuse. he proved being a shit, though. Worse and worse. I think he really did suffer from the dog's abuse. I honestly do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the greatest of games, was it? But uh, as I said, we didn't take our chances. If we had it done, we would have had, had him on toast. I don't think Chelsea are a good team. I don't. They're probably very, very gradually, incrementally getting better under Pochettino. But it's steering an enormous, stinking festering tanker in a different direction isn't it and while you while you're trying to steer it you've got someone in command barking a load of crap at you as well no doubt not that i'm casting aspersions on todd bowley's overbearing ownership or anything but um it's not great is it it's not great stuff no um i just fans of that club must be in absolute despair as to what is going on they've sunk a billion pounds their fans are as conceited and deluded as ever, and they're just turning out a pile of absolute crap on the pitch. It's quite unreal how you can assemble 
such an expensive set of assets a billion pounds and get them to underperform against their valuation yeah. to such an extent it's chronic I thought we were okay I thought those we started was a relatively young and experienced side <clears throat> he could have started with more experience but for his own reasons he chose not to the team we put out they ran hard they challenged hard they played hard we weren't as joined up as perhaps we could or should have been but that's not surprising with the number of rotations we're having to make it's not the end of the world that we're out of that trophy because if you've got 60 games in a season how many more do you want to add to that with Carabao Cup games or EFL Cup games I should say um, but I thought it was, a, it was a pretty good effort you know not, not disappointed none of the Albion faithful who were there seemed to be disappointed they were happy that we were putting a shift in and yeah that's pretty much all you can expect for a game like that yeah, I think, I think that's the way I felt about it as well. My, my outlook was pretty philosophical. I think everyone's was. No one came away angry with the fact we probably deserved to win and didn't win, which says something, doesn't it? Because normally that, there's, a, there's a real frustration in something like that. But I do think, um, <laughs> as Wedge shakes his umbrella, because it has been raining here as well, yeah. wonderful, uh, adding some extra atmosphere to the occasion. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've squandered huge amounts of money. It's, it's a huge a festering club that's going to take ages to turn around even if they're with the best efforts let alone if they've still got agitations within ranks i.e. the owner and I'm loving it I mean they're way below us in the table I think you said they've got less than half our points um, they lost to our opponents today Villa last weekend and apparently they were shambolic again and uh, I'm, I'm, I think that's fantastic I'm, I'm very happy with that personally um, any, any further thoughts on the game itself by the way before we move on to on the, the Villa match game, no not, not really once I saw the starting lineups, you kind of would have predicted that Pochettino would grind something out because they are making tiny small strides of improvement and with a relatively inexperienced side it was always likely that our passing game might not be quite as tight and joined up as it usually is. I think we just take it for what it was and, and move on to the important stuff, basically. Yeah, which is which is the other competitions, most notably the Premier League, back to action uh, today with the lunchtime kickoff live on TNT. Could be an explosive affair, couldn't it? I suppose so. It might be. Uh, we don't want to blow uh, blow all our puns too early. Um, uh, they might blow up in our face, but. Um, I think this could be um, this could be a very good game. I've got absolutely no idea what the score will be, but you know, I was asked it by some random people at the traffic lights and uh, in their cars, and they um, they said, um, "What do you think the score will be?" And I said, "Well, probably a one-all or something like that." Um, I wouldn't be surprised. We don't traditionally get a result here, do we? The only time we have done, to my knowledge, no fans were there because of COVID. So um, I think we overdue it. But whether today is that day, or whether we go further overdue. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, we're meeting a few, aren't we? We've got Alistair and Nick, familiar to listeners as our northern correspondents, yeah. uh, who did the recent Manchester United match day special. Yeah. Uh, they're coming up today. Um, Josh of Together BHA fame was supposed to be coming, but he might be ill. He might have had to call off on that one, uh, which is a shame, because he was going to be sitting having this delightful picnic with us, but never mind. Uh <laughs> And uh, some more Villa fans food, going by. Yeah, exactly. More food for us. Um, and um, I don't know who else is going to be here. Well, well, we'll wait and see, won't we? And we'll catch some audio with some people, I'm sure, at the game. My prediction then won all. So that's the guaranteed score not to go for anybody. Uh, and Wedge, have you got a uh, have you got an idea on this game? It's always a tough one for us. I don't. I, I, you know, four games in a row, we've drawn a blank from Villa yeah they're looking pretty good <clears throat> Emery's gotten pretty well organised <clears throat> they look like they've got goals in them we've got a couple more injuries I gather Lalana is out Gross obviously is out so we're looking a bit not quite sure what we're going to start with and how we're going to go if we get a draw out of this I'll be a very happy man yeah the way Albion are playing, it's likely to be a score draw, not a nil-nil draw. Yeah. Those don't happen to us anymore. Yeah. Well, we, we so drew... it's going to be 1-1 or 2-2. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we drew a blank, of course, in midweek. That's rare enough. Surely it can't be two yeah. in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one, other, one or two other bits to mention as well, by the way, uh, before we move off to the ground. Um, first of all, 
Andrew Moran, our young Irish guy, who's now on loan to Blackburn Rovers. They will be playing Chelsea in the next round, largely thanks to Moran. He scored two and set up two goals and looked pretty damn good, I have to say. He also won the penalty that they then subsequently failed to score, So, which wouldn't have counted as an assist, but in my mind it is. Uh, he's looking very good. I would have liked to have seen him stay with the squad, but I do think, in truth, it's probably best for him to have a season on loan. But I re- if, if you haven't already clocked his, his abilities and his potential, uh, look out for him. Uh, Blackburn are going to have a good season with him in the team, I think, for sure. The other thing is to note from our location here, in a random, a random busy urban crossroads area on a slip of grass verge, leaning back against the wall with our umbrellas up in our, in our picnic uh, picnic table and chairs uh, is that uh, there's a lot of people with uh, front uh, passenger and driver's side tinted windows in this area. I'm wondering if we're in a, uh, a particularly salubrious neighbourhood uh, where drug dealing is absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the local industry. What, what do you think, Andy? Well, we're having a little contest here on black tinted windows. Traffic coming from right to left is a goal for Wedgie. Traffic coming from left to right is a goal for Russ from the podcast. And at the moment, I'm 4-2 up on the black front tinted windows. Uh, And we we didn't start counting uh, from the off. It's only after noticing quite a bit of this. So we're probably talking about well over a dozen uh, tinted. I'm confident I can hang on for a victory for Wedge FC. Yeah. on the front tinted windows and that's the result that matters that's the result it that matters is. at the yeah. end of the day we've come a long way for this and yeah. it's important that I get the three points to take home with me it's yeah. a difficult place to get tinted windows yeah it's, uh, it, that's what I've heard speaking of actually we'll just go on that as, as a final thing a difficult place to go bingo uh, which as, as le- regular listeners will know is one of my favourite little uh, side accounts uh, for, uh, for the year is escalating beyond control the records which I will try and look up as we are talking here, is um, last season's, which was 85. Well, we are already on 23 for this season. It does include a couple of shouts from Aston Villa before today. It includes the Albion. It includes um, Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, Let me have a look through as well. We've also got Torquay United, Ukraine in Poland. It's certainly difficult to get to if you forget it's in Poland when the game's on. Um, that was Nevin and Southgate uh, without that quote but best of all by far and away already the hands down winner for the whole of this season will be Mousehole AFC I kid you not Mousehole AFC Mousehole and Mousehole is apparently a difficult place to get to I'd imagine it's a difficult place for other things as well but we won't go into that Uh, but we're on to a total of 23 already for this season chasing an overall target of 85 that's the important information done now let's get to this frivolous novelty that is the football match. Uh, Villa Park, 12.30 kickoff coming up. So we're in the concourse. We're queuing up for no reason at all at the moment. But uh, I think loitering. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah. much, yeah. Wedge has just wandered off uh, for the moment. And I've bumped into my old friend Peter. Peter, match day special. You're not normally on these apart from... Apart from when it's a drunken non-league game and stuff like that. I don't know what you're inferring. What are you thinking of it today? I'm never, ha- never confident at Villa, but I really hope we will prove wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think we'll win, but I think it'll be a one-all draw. A draw would be a good result. I'd one be very happy to draw. One-all draw. Low scoring by our standards, and theirs probably. Yeah. Well, we're averaging three goals a game this season, aren't we? So yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm wondering how much time we'll be able for time-wasting if, refer- if they get ahead and the referee actually adds it properly. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. I just hope that if we do miss any penalties, the, the club put it up and mock whoever misses the penalties online as happened at Napoli with uh, Osimhen because I mean that's really good uh, employer that's a very staff. odd situation wasn't it <laughs> no I don't want to mention penalties let's hope nothing like that happens uh, well I hope we get them but we score them yeah uh, in terms of the team we've got Hinchelwood yeah in the it's squad. interesting it's pretty much what I expected except for the two strikers and Hinchelwood yeah everything we've, else was like we've found them plus two centre-backs in I'm assuming yeah. Hinchelwood's playing DM as, yeah, well, assuming, as well as Gilmore, yeah. yeah. That's what I was assuming. And then, yeah, the two kind of, one of the strikers dropping deep. Yeah. Hopefully they play better than they did at the weekend, last weekend, because yeah. Ferguson and well, they didn't really work at the weekend. Yeah. Hopefully that's well, just down to his illness. And Just going to say yeah. that. And uh, the other side of this match, when we're right back in good old The Smoke uh, of London, uh, we meet up for drinks quite near me. We are, yeah. This could be great. So we'll, we'll probably do the final leg of this pod there. We'll break that one off for now, unless your dad wants to jump in with something, but he do- doesn't normally want to, does he? Do you want to say anything, Dave? Oh, prediction. Let's go for a prediction. What do you think? 
I'd be pretty pleased with the draw. Yeah, that's what we're saying as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so until later on, that's it for now. Cheers. In fact, before we get to the match, we've now bumped into Alistair, who seems to be still dressed for the summer. He's got his <laughs> fat boy Slim short sleever on and uh, looking looking fine there, Alistair. I'm just, I'm, I'm just still raving away with my smiley face and <laughs> my fat boy Slim and the Brighton, sh Brighton top. It's a nice beach you, here. You've got a bit lost here, you? you've gone way out of Manchester range here. This is uh, this right is, down, we're, halfway we're, down. We're in the deep south, but I don't forget. <laughs> the deep I, south. I, I, I was, I, I, I'd, I'd plunged even deeper on um, on Wednesday night because um, I was at Chelsea. But you were indeed, I, I did. I didn't bring my sidekick Nick with me though, yeah. so. Quick one on Chelsea. Well, I've talked about it with Wedge already, but your thoughts on that? Uh, philosophical about it, given Yeah, that philosophical. In some ways, like not having the not having the cup, yeah. uh, it, it makes life a little bit straightforward. But at the same time, we were lacking the spine. Yeah. Just not having yeah. that spine of, 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 of Duncan well. experience yeah. of steel. Yeah. Uh, and steel. Uh, and obviously without mm. Gross today, yeah. I'm a little bit concerned because I think we'll really miss Gross. But the good yeah. thing is we've got Duncan Steele. Yeah. Nice to see Webster coming in as well. Yeah. So um so that so that's encouraging. Yeah. And then obviously um Danny Welbeck and uh, and Fergie up top yeah. so, so we literally do have Dunkey at the back and Fergie in attack so I hope yeah. we're going to win we the Europa a, League we can sing a song now we can yeah, we and, can and, 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 and <laughs> we just had Roberto come out on the pitch looking oh, his stylish self you know. and you are here with your fellow Northern podcast correspondent Nick he's Nick. Not, not with us at the moment no, but no, he's here no, isn't he no no because no, right, no, so. he has a better bladder than I do so he didn't have to come <laughs> to the loo but literally all right, we, we you probably queued. need to go again now that I've finished yeah, conversation well, with you we queued for 20 minutes no, just purely to, oh, to, to get served the... here, not yeah. knowing that there was no beer, and it took 20 minutes to get served a cup of coffee and a pie. Lovely. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, this is probably the worst away ground I've ever been to, apart from the fact there's no alcohol, which I'm driving, so it's not affecting me, but obviously everyone else. I remember else. this kid from last time. Bev and I were It's shocking, <laughs> but they've got three people in there. And they, I mean, literally, it's a good job they haven't got beer because they couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery. Exactly. Well, on that lovely note. On that lovely note, yeah. Let's let's hope we're going to win three one. That's my prediction. Three one. Okay, well, that, that'll do me. I've said one all, so you can rule that one out. But anything else is, is game on. All right. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. See you later on. Cheers. See you, mate. Bye, mate. So it's half time, and it's an utter utter shit show. An appalling performance by the Albion, individually and collectively, three nil down at our bogey team Villa, who have uh, taken their chances. They've played quite well, but they haven't had to really, have they? We've been that bad. Yeah, it's, um, I think only Gilmore is on his game in that first half. He's run hard, he's tackled hard. But out of our other outfield players, there's too many people who are just not on their game individually. And as a unit, it's been disjointed and very easy to break down. Uh, it's really worrying. There's uh, Veltman's mistake for one of the goals. Perv has been out of position a lot and he's picked up the own goal. Ferguson and Welbeck look tired and don't seem mobile when we do get the ball into the final yeah. third. There's problems all over the pitch and it's no surprise. They're a bit lucky to be three up, but they are. We had two chances. Perv early on couldn't really get a powerful shot off. March with his header that he put too much on and way over the bar. If either of those got in the net, we might have been in the game, but we're just not, and I'm not quite sure how we get back into this. No. And having, having gone 3-0 down, we had to salvage something, get some kind of goal back. But we never really looked like we were going to, did we? Even with that header, as you said, that should be a really good opportunity. I didn't feel confident he was going to score it, even as it was coming across. It's yeah. just been one of those days. Too many disjointed passes, uh, sequences of, well, attempted passing sequences, um, individual errors of all the players you've listed. Also, Mittimer's having an absolute nightmare. It's his yeah. worst performance by a distance. Um, he, he's making no impact with his runs. He keeps giving the ball away, making the wrong choices. And he was too slow to pick up Cash, who was his man, who he'd looked at just beforehand in a run-up to the first goal, giving him that first yard or two that allowed the ball to then go across and led to the, uh, led to the first goal, which set us on our way. He's been awful. Feltman, terrible mistake for the second one. As you said, passed about 15 yards to the opposition, who then had a one-on-one, -on -one, effectively. Uh, thereabouts and the third goal yeah I mean they, we saved the first one a bit of luck bounces back to their guy and then the ball comes across and it just didn't feel like a, an own goal scenario there but knowing our day as soon as it went to Estepinian I thought yeah this is going straight in off his midriff into the corner sure enough there it is um, a thoroughly disastrous day worst I've seen us play for a long time I would say today the and other factor for me is physicality Villa are very physical testing the limits which is yeah. fair enough 
This is a professional contact sport. We are not physical. We were commenting when the teams were lining up before kickoff. This is possibly the shortest team we've ever fielded. You look at Gilmore and uh, Henshawwood in the midfield. Yeah. And then you look at players like Mitoma and March and even Veltman's a small guy. Villa are very physical. I don't know what we do to overturn the physicality contest in the second half. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Dingra come on for Mitoma. But where are we going to find the physicality to get back in this? Yeah. I really don't know. I'd have Lamptey in as well, actually, to be honest. Maybe bring Lamptey in for Estepinian because he, he looks tired and t- completely unfocused, unable to get into the game. I, I would go as far as taking uh, three players off, maybe even more, at half-time. Because yeah, the game's sure dead. what we it. do in the number nine position because we've started yeah. with two centre-forwards. Neither of them are looking on their game. has been awful. Ferguson's mobility has been dreadful. So between them, we're not even showing with one centre-forward where we've got two on the pitch. I'm not quite sure where we go to try and present a central threat. I just don't know. Yeah, and as you said earlier, uh, you cannot afford that many individually bad performances and and not sticking to a game plan. We're not playing our game at all, are we? And that's the problem. So we can't impose ourselves, and therefore we're not we're not dominating enough of the play. So Villa are therefore dominating more of the attacking play themselves, and that's why they've had the opportunities they have. Yeah, Villa have worked out a good shape, a good way of pressing to win the ball back in the middle third and press on fast as they have done for two of the goals. Um, if they've worked our passing patterns out, we have to change something. Otherwise, guess what? The same's going to happen. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a mess. We uh, really are prayer mats out, hoping for miracles now. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to come yeah. from. And we haven't, had the, uh, we haven't had the decisions on VAR. Um, there was a check for a possible foul in a run-up to the third goal, I think. Uh, apparently it was fine. According to the officials, we'll see later. Yeah, it looked like a foul uh, close to the halfway line. They've either decided that it wasn't a clear and obvious error or they've decided that it's more than 10 seconds preceding the goal and therefore it's not really material. Either way, they've let it go. It's unfortunate, but we've seen them given, so goal's a goal, you know? Yeah, right. Okay, so looking forward to the four goals for us in the second half. (laughs) Oh, God, please. (laughs) Second half is 3-1. Fatty scored his first goal for us. We're not perfect, but we're a lot, lot better. Three subs at half-time. Lamptey, Joao and Fatty on for Estepinian, uh, Ferguson and Welbeck. Fatty scored his first goal. We've been on the front foot. A lot more purpose and a lot more belief in the team now, isn't it? Yeah. It's an improvement. Yeah, good movement, um, but you can tell that Villa are worried. They're time-wasting yeah. after 55 yeah. minutes. And so. they got a yellow card to that effect as yeah. well. Anyway, here we go with a free kick as well now. Just to stay with us, see what happens. Into the box, looks good. Mitterman with a header down. Oh, Fassi! Shot blocked. Regrouping still on the attack. Just dunks forwards here. He can centre forward position. Stayed up from the free kick. Filler in possession, and it looks like the attack is petering out. But we're putting the pressure on. And Solly's given away a free kick, apparently. And no sooner we finish that little bit of audio, but Adingra is now coming on for the Albion. I think Mitterman is lost. For steel, yeah. <laughs> Everyone can play anywhere. It's March. We thought it'd be March. Mitterman's been markedly better this half. March has done alright, but uh, yeah, it's the right decision. He's off, Adingra's on. And that is in the 62nd minute of second half time. And so the homeward journey abounds. We are southbound on the M6, aren't we, Wedge? And we are going home and we're trying to get away as quickly as humanly possible from what was a disastrous match. Both halves were an absolute shambles. Uh, With the exception, after half-time of a brief period where we came out showing a bit of fight, a bit of gumption, a little bit more determination and focus and definitely look better for the fresh legs that have come on, the three substitutions. But not to an overwhelming degree, but we were looking certainly better. We got a goal and things were looking on the up and 
And as, as we said, Villa were even time-wasting and got a yellow card for it. Such was their nerves about throwing away what was a dead cert victory. Um, they needn't have worried, though, because they got another a fourth goal thanks to a, yet another mistake, this time from Billy Gilmore, who decided to go round in a circle and then give the ball away, um, which led to a, uh, a fourth goal. And our heads dropped, didn't they, from that point? Yeah, it was very, very tough to watch. Um... There's so many things you could say to try and understand why we got unzipped so badly. I think Villa had the run and the bounce of the ball with things like deflections and ball bouncing in their favour, which is fair enough, you know, that evens itself out in the long run. They could and probably should have had two red cards. One of their players put two hands on one of our players' necks, didn't even get a yellow card, wasn't even reviewed. Oh, but we got a yellow for our side of it. Yeah, we got a yellow for starting it, apparently. But yeah, yeah. Um, but those factors didn't really affect the result. I mean, we were well, not we, the outcome. Maybe, not, the, maybe not, the result. Yeah, the, the yeah. score might have changed, but the outcome wouldn't have changed. So we were just we were disjointed. Um, we we didn't have the usual partnerships on the pitch because we we're rotating so much. Um, and it was incredibly frustrating but equally some of the people out there looked as though they'd just lost their legs I mean Welbeck and Ferguson honestly to me looked ill from the start of the game they were just completely immobile couldn't cope with the physicality seemed to have lost their touch and their ability to get on the final shoulder and cause a threat and were both hoiked at half time and I mean I thought Fatty and Pedro made a good impact when they came on uh, but then Villa got the run of the green again and got the fourth goal and before you know it our heads were dropping and it was gone but you know what worries me is we haven't played well for a few games now you know we even against Bournemouth where, where we won I wouldn't say it was a great game you know even the manager himself said the first half of that game was the worst he'd seen from our team I think he, I think he outdid that. Oh, we outdid that today. That's for sure. Oh, we did, and he looked a very angry man as he walked off the pitch and down the tunnel. He, he really did. And goodness knows what they'll discuss in the dressing room or in the classroom when they get back and do a drains up exercise on that performance. But there were too many people who individually, within themselves, and what is required of them in terms of physical and technical contribution were miles off their game as individuals and the partnerships that they would normally form to play triangles out of defence just weren't there because people weren't on the same wavelength. The other thing that really worried me about our formation which existed almost until the end was he's playing Gilmore and Hinshelwood who are both similar as defensive central midfielders and they played alongside each other and played the ball sideways to each other a hell of a lot. And he was crying out in the second half for one of them to play one in front of the other rather than just two CDMs side by side. And, th- and that meant there was no genuine threat in the number 10 hole, you know, certainly until Fatty at least came on and made himself a bit busy. But... There's so many things you could say in a drains up about that. It's only the second time in my 49 years that I've seen Albion live concede six goals. Um, pretty depressing, pretty disappointing. Thank goodness we've got some easy fixtures coming up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, that's lovely, yeah. Yeah, we've got Marseille away, Liverpool at home. Uh, City. City as well, oh good, yes. Yeah, nice and Ajax. And Ajax, yeah, so, yeah. so some nice easy, easy fixtures to get easy, back easy. on the saddle. Yeah. Piece of piss. <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, Fatty, I did mention, I think, uh, during the match, um, scored the goal. Yeah, well taken after uh, what looked like it could have been a penalty on Joao. He broke, the, the, there was a question mark of offside that was proved not to be offside. Did it go over the line on the byline? No, he just kept it in. Was he fouled for the penalty? Irrelevant because the referee looked like he was about to blow. But before he did, he held back for a moment. The one bit I can give him credit for in this match, which allowed the phase to play out, and it played out with Fatty drilling it in with his left foot, and that was um, that was our consolation. What we thought was our hope for beginning of a, of a comeback, but um, in the end, um, they got a, they got the fourth that we mentioned. They got the fifth, which was a Jack Grealish 
curler style from the uh, few years ago rather reminded me of uh, very very similar same end of the ground etc um, well taken goal to be fair that was Murphy I think wasn't it and then they got a sixth one because we just gave the ball away again they, they were in Goldie made the save I think it was or there was a block and then Douglas Louise who was one of the players that should have been sent off just passes the ball into the empty net um, 6-1 and we're hearing relentless rather too many songs of you've seen the villain now fuck off home which really pissed me off you can do it once or twice if you want uh, we do that but when you sing it relentlessly your fans are dickheads just put that in there as well that's not all Villa fans of course but I'm going to have a dig at them as well and have a dig at the ref the ref was poor he made no difference to the outcome uh, but the game could have been a hell of a lot tighter and our goal difference could have been a hell of a lot less damaged if we had had at least one of those seeming red cards had been given um, that would have been a bit of a different game however everything you've said Wedge is right disjointed individual performance weren't up to scratch that meant the partnerships didn't work the triangles the, the overall cohesion within the team didn't work physicality physicality wasn't there we were bruised off the pitch yeah. which surprises me you know against Chelsea he's picked a relatively inexperienced youthful lightweight team uh, and today I thought honestly he'd be saving Carlos the new number 20 to come in and put some physicality on our side and he didn't right. he starts Hinshelwood and when you see them line up and you see Gilmore and Hinshelwood it's like two 14 year old schoolboys who haven't yet fully developed mm. coming on up against some real bruising physical yeah. players and the, and the referee let them get away with it fair enough they were pushing the boundaries all game and they got away with it but, but then he brings Carlos on and oh, Carlos yeah. all of a sudden starts b- bouncing people off the ball and I'm thinking hello here we go why couldn't we have started with this? And yeah. I, I have no idea. And if he's available to we didn't. if he's available to play a little bit, then surely he could have had a little bit more, even if he couldn't start exactly. the game. I, I mean, I honestly, after Chelsea, I thought Deserby would be prioritising this as a big game in our little mini league, and by that I mean people who are in the fifth to tenth sort of yeah. Premier League mini league. Us against Villa. It's a huge game. I thought he was prioritising it. And the bloody starting team was probably weaker than what he put out against Chelsea in a non-game. So I can't quite work yeah. out. I know he's got to rotate, that's bloody obvious. But I can't quite work out where he's going, what he's going to do next, why he's doing it. And if you keep starting teams that have neither the leadership, and I understand he didn't have Lalana or Gross available today, that's fine. But if you start teams that neither have the leadership nor the physicality to take on a team in a big challenge Premier League game then the chances are you are going to get beaten up and, and we bloody well did we, we were beaten up yeah yeah dreadful day out really um, Villa they were good and they, they took their chances and they certainly deserved their win um, but we made it all too easy for them um, I don't think they stopped us from playing well I think we stopped us from playing well yeah. we, we just in terms of personnel and performances of those that did go out on the field that's that's where we lost the game we lost the game yeah. uh, it wasn't the ref it wasn't Villa stopping us playing which can sometimes you know like a Man City could do that yeah. it didn't feel like that was the issue but uh, it's the it's our old bogey team again as well isn't it we've only beaten them once at Villa Park with nobody there to see it because of Covid yeah. um, and we rarely get a result against them in general they did the double over us last season um, I think I'm right in saying that is right isn't it and uh, here we go again it's pretty irritating um, there was also just one, one other final niggle for me there was um, the ref added eight minutes at the end of the second half should have been more I think um, but even if it wasn't more there was a goal celebration and there was two people going down injured well one going injured the other one was Martinez which is the equivalent of an injury so he spends so long taking his goal kicks well he did add three seconds to be fair that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, so Madley was awful um, as well I'd like to see those red card incidents back ready before commenting further but it did look certainly the arms around the neck um, Absolutely. how the hell he didn't get even booked for that I don't know and they no. did look at it yeah. it's not as if they didn't look at it on VAR so I'll be interested to see that back um, and Dunk got a yellow card for asking the question why have you not sent him off Yeah. and as a captain you're allowed to ask a question provided you're not abusive 
and he was booked for asking the question. Yeah. So exactly. well done, Andy Madley. Yeah. Bloody marvellous. Well done. You've been a shit as always, Madley. Really in control of yeah. your performance, mate. You really give the impression you've played the game yourself and understand what it's about. <laughs> Toss up. Well, one person who we also don't like the judgments and decisions of, uh, but who has played the game in the past, is England manager Gareth Southgate. Good news for Lewis Dunk. He was at the match, of course. You know, yeah. it's almost like he's the curse. Maybe that's why things went so wrong. Blame it all on Southgate. You know, we've had Pizzagate, now we've got Villa Parkgate. Slothgate. Slothgate. <laughs> and without any further ado, any further comments from your side of it? We didn't get Nick's um, opinions or answers at the end there to shoot off, but. Um, uh, Nick is turning into a bit of a bogeyman himself. I think he should be banned from coming to Albion matches here on in. Nick, if you are listening, I know you normally listen to the pod. You are officially now banned. You're not allowed We're to come. We're renaming you yeah. Nick the Jinx from Rochdale. Nick the Jinx. It sounds like an only yeah. Fools and Horses character. And we may possibly have just gone the wrong way on the motorway as a result of this delightful podcast. We have indeed, yes. Oh, well, never mind. Well, that land um, insult to injury. A slightly longer journey home. Having said that, I have had some Adnams Wild Wave Blush, which is a rather nice cider. So that's cheered me up somewhat. Anyway, we should break off then. I should be on that. And <laughs> we're just going under the road we're supposed to we're be now, on. We're now heading for Felix, though. <laughs> Any games on over that way? Maybe. 5.30 kick-off. Harry's Harriers. 7.30 kick-off, which is about making. Anyway, all in all, I think the highlight of the day was our picnic on the random main road. Um, I think that's the, about the highlight of the day, wasn't it, Wedge? Oh, wonderful. The only positive is Ansu Fatty's off the mark, I suppose, maybe. But I'd yep. imagine any confidence he's inspired from scoring that goal might have been di- diluted by the six goals he saw us concede. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this uh, section of the pod. The last part... If there is one, will be me meeting up with Peter in one of my locals tonight to get his views on... Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of compliments to be had from him as well. So, until then, uh, we shall sign off. And so to the final part of the podcast. I'm now, I'm now in the Little Green Dragon, a pub fairly close to my home, up in north-east slash north London, Enfield area, to be precise. And my good mate and podcast... Co- co-presenter Duke. Duke not Duke that's your dog Peter Peter and I are here we had a few beers we had a great evening to cheer ourselves up and, and change things around from what happened earlier on today and we've had a great old laugh here it's a shame about what happened earlier on isn't it Peter yeah what was that again well I think we lost 1-0 didn't we or so. is it 1-0 was it 2-0 something like that there was some I, I, I oh yeah that's right it must have been 2-1 then yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, the, the crux of the matter is your dog is absolutely d- destroying us with her fart. It is his, his farts. His farts. Sorry, my mind isn't working properly. Uh, Duke the dog, who, who may have been mentioned on this podcast a few times before, is going to get mentioned again because Duke is farting in a way that I can only describe as Olympic champion level. Uh, it's really devastating. Yeah, it's not nice. It stinks, Try living with him. It stinks as much as our performance today, in fact, doesn't it? Try living with him. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Um, anyway, on to the game. At least we're outside. I, yeah, we've, we've analysed the match uh, during the, uh, the the podcast. Haven't got your post-match opinions on it yet, though, Peter. Talk us, talk us through it. What, what do yeah, you think? It's, the Serbia got it massively wrong. Yes, I mean, you should never have... Nine of that 11 should have started. Hincherwood being left in the situation he was... Wasn't right. Sorry, nine of the eleven. So Hinchelwood and then one the striker. Started. No, should have started. Should have started right. Yeah. Hinchelwood. It wasn't the right game to bring him in for. I no, think. No. Although I think he'd done better. He actually, to be fair, he did wasn't, okay. Yeah, he did okay. I'm not particularly blaming him, but it's not really fair on him. I'd say to stick him in the game at like this. And he played last season then. Yeah. Anyway, in last twenty minutes though, in a meaningless game. And playing both strikers, Ferguson does not look. Does not look hundred percent. I don't understand why you start with him. He looks ill. Yeah. Why does he start with both him and Welbit when they don't work well together? Exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, I've got so, yeah, I mean, so for BBC, we're commenting on both second and third goal. 
Yeah. Um, I I thought the third was a massively clear foul on March. Yeah. It was blatant. It was really, really, actually obvious. I don't know what the, how the referee missed it and how VAR didn't overrule it. It was so clear. Massively blatant and actually obvious. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going full yeah. in there. The yeah. second, I didn't really see. And I was surprised when it pulled up, but then BBC commentary suggested probably Zaniolo did get in the way of steel and then, well, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, in a way, I don't think 6-1 reflects the game. I think we had... They're, they're, uh, and they should have been down was, to 10, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, definitely 10 because Consa should have gone. Certainly, I, don't, I think it's 4 1, but it wouldn't have affected the end, eventual like, result, but it would have not gotten 6 1, probably. And Villa are just a nasty team as well. They're just a really unpleasant team to watch. It's like they attack with pace, which is great, but then their antics in between, they're just like really not very nice. The they, time wa- they were time, time wasting 3 0 up, up yeah. and 5 1 up. Yeah. And they're cynical, they're just. They, they 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 go down really easily, but then like kick you in. The, you know, every time that like, there was a clear foul on our players, they moan to referee, be in his face. Their fans are assholes. I mean, they were literally singing, "You've seen the villain now, fuck off home." After 15 minutes, and over yeah. and over again. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, we have the, seen the villa, and we do want to fuck off. To basically, my least favourite club in the Premier League, and obviously that's partly because they always bloody beat us as well. Yeah, um, the, the bogey team element yeah. does play a part. But also, they're, they're actually just quite a nasty team, and they're they're effective on the break. They're the one team, West Ham, possibly this season, might be the exception to that as well. That will happily defend deep against us, and then, and, but actually, have their quality on the break to attack us. Mm. And they're, most good teams, t- they're a good team. Most teams who will sit deep against yeah. us won't have the quality on the break. Like Bournemouth last weekend yeah. sat deep, but they didn't have the quality on yeah. the break. And they got lucky to have a goal. It was out of the blue, wasn't it? Yeah. They shouldn't have got a goal. They shouldn't have had a goal up. And they could have hung on and they didn't. But yeah. with but Villa they didn't have and the quality West Ham, really make more yeah. chances after that. Whereas, despite sitting deep, whereas yeah, Villa and West Ham do have that quality. Well, West Ham when Antonio's there, I think he's a big factor. If he's fit, mm. Villa have it. I mean, Mind Watkins, you, he squandered such a good chance the other day. Yeah. Watkins so. always solid scores against us. And I've got three and he got today. And I knew he was getting a hat trick. Yeah. As soon as he got the first goal, I knew he was getting a hat trick today. And so, so yeah, I mean, we were also a bit unlucky in the sense. I think with 3 1, we were in the game. We were playing really well, actually. Yeah, not got, really well but well got, enough got we were, back, we were on, improved. they were sitting back a bit we were, we were on top and then they had def- massive deflection for their goal as well for their fourth goal so I mean in that sense 6-1 did flatter them but I also yeah. don't think we deserved anything from the game we were too no. poor Deserby needs to look at him take a look at himself because actually I think the one thing stopping him becoming like a manager of someone like Real Madrid as he's been linked with this week is his intransigence and his like stubbornness because he won't change his tactics for anyone and it's like well you've literally lost twice to them last season and he moaned about having no or he didn't moan but he commented about the fact oh we, we can't expect this we've got no Casado. It's like, but you know you have no Casado. We had Casado so, last season. It didn't go yeah, too well. But we it? still, we obviously lost by a lot less then. But, but we had Casado. But now we don't. So deal with it. Just don't go and play a youngster in midfield, and then leave them completely exposed. With you know, Gilmore's not even got that many games. We don't have any bite in midfield. Yeah, we were lacking experience yeah. and edge. See, and we don't have savvy, that, weren't we? Add an extra option. Add Del Pedro or Fatty behind him, who at least work hard and get back. But Welbeck and Ferguson well, might improved, didn't they? Yeah. Second half. Yeah. Welbeck and Ferguson might as well not have been there to be honest. Yeah. For the first half. They, they were dreadful. They were yeah. dreadful. Well, they had no service as well. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem. Ferguson at one point dropped into our like last our last quarter or sort of yeah. thing to try and get the ball. Well, Wedge um, Wedge was on the pod earlier and he, he's made a number of points about the game. One thing that he said off air, which I realised he hasn't said on air, was that uh, Ferguson seemed to be having the really irritating habit in this match of always being about seven yards away from where he should yeah. be at every moment and that's a sign of I think he's still of, ill I think he's pretty a, still a, unwell illness, yeah it's not a sign of a, a, a lack of quality it's a sign of him just not and being on his game Bournemouth last week but luckily against Bournemouth we managed we to well we managed to keep it to 1-0 and then actually yeah. got a lucky goal before half time yeah. as well because Bournemouth weren't very good and aren't very good yeah. whereas today Villa are and yeah. they took and they, if you're not on your game they're probably Villa, one of the most devastating teams in the final third especially when you leave gaps like we yeah. did I mean on the counter they, they're we good were, on they the attack they were constantly they? four against four or three against three yeah. and they have the quality so yeah. We, we, and they we, scored some really good goals, but they also you got to look at those goals. The first goal, we didn't react quick enough down the wing for the cross to cut the cross out for cash. Mitterman. The yeah. second goal, 
Second goal. Second goal was the one where um, we passed it back. Oh, yeah, we gave it to them, yeah. That was, we literally gifted it to them. And the third one. The fifth goal, we let them cut in. Well, it's Webster and Veltman between them, just let Ramsey. It was a really good finish. Yeah, it was. But but you shouldn't let him cut in. One of you's got to go in and actually try and challenge him. Mm. There's two of you there. Just go in. All right, the deflected shot for Watkins, Hattrick, fine, whatever. And the third was unlucky because of the foul and and also, and I didn't see the slip because I'm I'm very unlikely me, but I left at five because mm. the team just was so terrible at that point. I and that's how you got here five minutes earlier than yeah. I did to this pub, in uh, this micro-pub, this beautiful, lovely place in north-east London. That's a classic example of why team, you know, where teams differ in terms of like how they look at a goal, because that Ramsey goal, from a defensive point of view, is dreadful, because we yeah. Beltman and Webster backed off, backed off, let him cut inside. Yeah. And, but from a Villa point of view, it's a glorious goal. It's a really good, and it was a really good finish. Yeah. Could not... Nothing Steele could have done about that perfect finish into the corner. Oh, the second it but left his should, foot, I thought, yeah. yep. yep. We should never have let him get that opportunity. No. Cut it onto his right foot. He's a brilliant player, Ramsey. He's going to be an England national and like, for quite a long time one, I think, as well. Yeah. Although, to be fair, he's playing alongside players like Bellingham. He may not be, but he may not get as many caps as he should do. Technically, he should be. But yeah, he, he's a brilliant player, but... He should not have been allowed in to, infield to yeah. go and take that shot. And, and Webster and there's two of them there. If there's only one there, I understand backing off and trying to. And we we, we had Toby, who, who fans may uh, listeners sorry may remember um, was a Palace fan who was at the pub podcast we did last podcast we did actually at the um, in Borough at the Gladstone, which is quite a few weeks ago now. And he came on for the second half of that episode, the one we had with, with Dan talking about his mental health issues. And in the second half, we had Toby and his daughter, um, whose name escapes me at this exact moment but anyway I got a message from him saying um, uh, good evening with a, with a screen grab of the three scores Palace to score our score and Millwall score so obviously they hate Millwall Millwall lost three now at home as well the perfect day for Palace fans but um, yeah although to be fair they only won one at Old Trafford <laughs> only only we, bear, one, yeah. we basically got a reserve team out and won 3-1 there so yeah but it's I can't remember why I mentioned this actually I can't, I can't remember why I brought this up but to show Palace fans are arseholes no it wasn't that it wasn't that <laughs> at all but I think it's just uh, and also are still four points behind us in the league by the way He's, he's coming out fighting this Peter. Annoyingly, Spurs are being Liverpool, which in the long term is probably better. Not, not well in the short term. I don't regard that as annoying either way. I don't see us. I, don't care. I know. Yeah, we, we are going to finish in that. In that no, field, we're not. Yeah. Yes, we are. We've Peter. clearly seen the last few weeks. We're not. I don't think there's any way. We are. Just got to believe, Peter. No, I just <laughs> the Serbi hasn't. Is, he hasn't got the. It's not a practicality to, to deal with the situation. I don't think. And so he, this is the biggest challenge, isn't it, for him so far? Well, it isn't a challenge for him because he won't. He'll just go and attack more. He isn't going to listen to the, anything like this. He's not. It doesn't give a shit. He will literally. The more people comment on that, oh, he's gone too far. It's like he'll probably attack more. He'll probably start playing like bloody Jao Pedro in goal or something. It's like I love the Serbi, well, but he, he, is, he literally he is so stubborn that he won't think about changing. He didn't after Everton. He didn't after other games where we've got stuff. He won't change now, in but the, he should do. In he the should look at games for Everton like, and today and think maybe actually sometimes I actually should think about being a bit more practical. Is that the case though, or is it a matter of he's going to ride with those blows, knowing that they're blows and they're coming? And that's but that. we'll get more and more as it comes along. That's the question: is that if the number of blows per season? I think there will be change, more and more. I think then, then he would have to adapt yeah. it. If, no, if I don't it, think he will. That's a problem. I don't think he. I don't but, think he, has, he would have to. I don't think it's in his system to adapt. Yeah. The, I don't think about adapting if it, it's in his brain. That's if that change in patterns. I think of, he'd rather quit than adapt. Genuinely, I think that's the case. Yeah. Possibly, possibly so. But that might might be necessary because no, it, I, I don't just don't think it will happen. No, no, but it might be necessary. Yeah, it is necessary. Yeah. I, I don't know if more and more people will get. And I wish he more fucking stopped playing two buddy strikers. Well, 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 back and folks. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. They don't. They don't know where their but positions are with each other and that sort of thing. It's particularly like, not when they're, they're neither of them on the top of their game, yeah. and and Ferguson in particular looked ill. You yeah. know, fuck's sake. You know, and it, to be fair, he brought, he brought both of them off, and we did look better after the break. But of course, it was one of those days but where you it was never going to happen, was it? Or Grosh, or Lalana, or or Fatty uh, behind the main striker, either yeah. Welbeck or Ferguson. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah, Pedro isn't the main striker either. If you saw at Mil- uh, uh, Chelsea midweek, it's João. It's João Pedro. <laughs> You've got to get the Brazilian uh, pronunciation correct, you know. Yeah, just thought I'd say João. You know, it's, it's like dancing. You're like dancing, Peter. It's like uh, samba. Imagine yourself. This is my apologise for his bollocks. 
Anyway, I think we've, we've, we've said enough. Any any further thoughts? Uh, Madly did well, didn't uh, he, today? Excellent performance. <laughs> Peter's shaking his head, and he looks like he wants to punch something. No, no, he, I mean, to be fair, he didn't cost us the result, but yeah. I mean, he, he didn't, but he was still shit. The second, let's, let's the second goal, VAR arguably is at four of the lines from one of them rather than... Um, if it is if it is offside, I, I didn't see a replay of that. It, to be honest, I was quite stunned that VAR... I my dad before, it's one of the few goals ever that VAR will never ever comment on. Mm. But then I didn't realise that, that Zaniolo had gone in front of... Because yeah. Watkins didn't look at all offside, so I was really yeah. confused. Third goal was a clear foul. That was a dreadful decision. Also, concert. The four-one. that would have made no difference to the result. Though we'd have still lost. Concert should have got sent off. Oh yeah, completely. It was definitely a second yellow. But yeah. they were looking at it on VAR, which obviously meant they were looking at it from point of view of a red card because they can't look at it. For well, a well, my dad yellow. thought that Patsy might have got sent off because he kicked out a little bit. Oh, right. So maybe that was it. Okay, I need to look back at that. But if they were looking at it from the concert point of view, they can only look at it from a red car point of view yeah. even though he was already on a yellow so they looked at it and they obviously decided it wasn't a red card is it true to say and I'm not gen- generally don't know the answer to this is it true to say having recognised it wasn't a red card but perhaps thinking it was a yellow card they can't they can't advise they the second yellow so that's a flaw in the rules yeah one of my flaws I mean I realise VAR can't advise every booking, but they should advise second yeah. bookings. Because if what, what I saw was correct, uh, Fassi should have the yellow card, which he got, and their guy should have had a red card, yeah. or at the very least, and, a yellow. And, and also, Maddy should have got involved off. earlier on. Was, Fassi was clearly fouled in that situation. Yeah. Quite yeah. early on in the situation. And then the fact that he didn't then whistle got... Leads to what happens after. And then gave them a free so. kick. It's yeah. like... He, he, he was he was poor I thought again I mean there were so many clear Madley's he never gave good. so many like kind of free kicks to them where and he even got in the way of bloody Joao Pedro when he Joao Pedro Joao Pedro he even got in the way of him when Trinidad the ball was played into him like, bloody, like Madley got in the way and like and their player cut, cut in and like won the ball when, when Madley bloody got in the way of him it's yeah. like he was dreadful but he played advantages which weren't advantages as yeah, well we which least, yeah and he let them get away with so much and then book like Matoma for like breathing on their player in a box and, th- and Dunk for complaining about a decision he's, he's the captain yeah he got booked yeah I didn't see that one. Yeah. To add to his, his fantastic performance in front of Gareth Southgate. Oh, God. Anyway, that's I mean, frankly, if, if he doesn't get, if he gets dropped now, that's fine. I don't mind about that. We've got too many games. We don't want yeah. any more for Dunk. It's a very difficult thing. We knew this was going to be the case, and it is no easier for the fact that we knew it was the case. Yeah, but... But we're going to have to rotate. I think he's doing too much, though. I think we need to actually just rotate. We rotate three or four. Now we've got, we've got a week off in the next set of games. So we've got a chance to read. We've got three games in seven, eight days. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, then so. we've got a week off. Oh, after that, yeah. And yeah. then we've got three games in the next seven, in the next seven, eight days again. So we need to look at what we're doing. He needs to rethink. You can't change seven, ten, eight, I'm nine players. At, yeah, I'm looking at how how well we change three, four each game rather than changing like you know. How well we do in that second phase after that break you've just mentioned is going to be telling, isn't it? Yeah. If we've done well, if we've managed to to manage that second yeah. situation well, we've got a tough two games to start with, like Manchester City and, and Ajax. Mm. But then we've got in the league, we've got Fulham. Everton Sheffield yeah. United yeah I think, I think so so yeah. winnable games on paper well, Peter we're probably going to do a match day special weekend from Manchester because we're going to City aren't we both of us and we're uh, we're going to be up there for two nights yeah we're just going to like tap in and then like bugger off on the ground after today <laughs> this, this is going to get messy and yeah, cloud water cloud water go to brewery. the cloud water brewery Bundabas. maybe one to other breweries Bundabas we are going to have a we're going to have a terrible time Duke can come, but he's not going to fart. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not a part of it. Oh well, Duke's, sorry. Duke's farts sorry, are you're not deadly. Welcome. Duke's farts are deadly. He's looking at us now. I don't, I don't think he's like. I can't guarantee that, guys. <laughs> anyway, that wraps it up for this one. More from it, Duke's farts in Manchester. A- any further thoughts? Well, we, Palace uh, won at Manu one nil. City lost. City lost at Wolves. We would have gone top. Uh, no, obviously, it's not on goal difference if we won one nil. If we'd have won three ahead on goal difference. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. If we won heavily. Yeah. We could have gone ahead. City would have lost. We would have stayed ahead. But then, then Liverpool lost to Spurs, didn't they? Two one, which is interesting. All of this is irrelevant, really, this early in the season. But just putting that in there for the for the uh, for the record, I suppose. Uh, we move on to the next one. The next one is Marseille. I'm not there. You are, Peter. Are you going to give us some audio content from Marseille? Maybe. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're not sure what we've got planned, but stay tuned. I'll go and speak to the regulars and locals and like, kind of get a nice chat with them yeah. going. Try, try and get into some football hooligan yeah. scenarios with the locals. See, Have a nice chat with them saying, like, will you speak to the Brian Rock podcast? Yeah. I'm sure they'll be very happy to chat, you know. They'll be like, I'll chat with you if I can kill you later on. <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be some kind of content related to Marseille, if not from Marseille. May even get you on a Zoom call, maybe, from, from France. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's the next game. Then we've got Liverpool on Sunday. We've got to bounce back, haven't we? It's going to be tough. Anyway, that's it for this one, Peter. Stand or fall. Up the Albion. And just as a footnote to the episode, having now watched the details of the match back, um, the highlights, uh, I have to say that I think the, f- the second goal should have been disallowed. The player is interfering with play enough. He's in the goalkeeper's eye line. He could potentially make a contact with the ball. It does affect, even to a small level, that affects the outcome and that he shouldn't have gone into that offside position if he didn't want that to be disallowed. However, they got away with it because they're at home and VAR is shit. Stuart Atwell uh, was shit and Andy Madley was shit. That's all we can say on that matter. Um, it, in terms of the second goal, definitely I think that should have been disallowed. The third goal, where their player dives headfirst into Soddy March's legs, preventing him from then challenging for the ball, which our next player, who was second in second odds to get to the next ball, Got to it, there's a ricochet, it breaks free for Villa. None of that happens if Solly March isn't fouled, and he is fouled, um, 100%, there's no doubt about that. The player dives in head first, clatters into his legs with his head and his shoulders. Um, Solly goes over in pain and I think stays down, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, they go on and score. Uh, and it's an unfortunate one as well from the point of view of it being the own goal. Off uh, Estepinian's feet, not chest, as I said earlier on the pod, um, it was an optical illusion from my angle when I was watching the game live. Um, but anyway, those two goals shouldn't have happened. And certainly they should have had a player sent off. But I don't have an issue with the outcome. I think Villa were probably the better side. They certainly were more up for it. They looked fitter and sharper. We had too many people that looked off their game. They didn't look physically uh, fit for the match, whether it's illness or struggling with fitness could have been coming back from injuries or having knocks. I'm not sure what it was, but a number of the players we've listed before, Dunk, uh, Welbeck, Ferguson, Mittermer, Estepinian, possibly even Veltman to a degree, um, just didn't look up to the job. I think it's a fatigue thing. Maybe the rotation is affecting matters. I don't know. But yeah, they, they deserve to win. They did not deserve to win 6-1 because they should have had a man sent off, which would have affected that, particularly as he should, he scored the sixth goal. Uh, and two of their goals should have been disallowed. And if we go in at half-time 1-0 rather than 3-0, and then, of course, we scored the next goal of the match, um, if we go in 1-0 down, the same bad performance, but only one goal adrift rather than three, then we come out fighting second half, get that goal, and that goal isn't a consolation at best, but an equaliser, maybe the uh, situation's different. I don't think it would have changed the outcome overall. Villa probably would have edged it anyway, but I don't think they would have won 6-1. And what's irritating about that is that that has allowed, in fact, 5-1 would have done as well, allowed Aston Villa to overtake us in the table on goal difference. We started on a plus 10, Villa on a plus 2. So, of course, we've swapped positions now because of that. Not so much it's a superficial thing on a, on a small scale, you know, one week of the season. I'm more worried about and more annoyed about the damage it's done to our goal difference in general in comparison with all the other teams around us. It's taken away one of our advantages that we've built up through our heavy scoring. You know, two 4-1 wins, a, uh, a fantastic set of wins, 3-1 three, three at West... Uh, sorry, 3-1 against Man United, 3-1 against Newcastle, 4-1 against Luton, 4-1 against Wolves. And when we've lost, OK, we lost to West Ham by a couple of goals. But with Villa, we shouldn't have lost by more than a couple of goals in that game. And that is very irritating. Also, of course, it gives Villa more advantage than they should have in their goal different stakes. So that's, that's I begrudge that. And I begrudge their supporters. They've got a bunch of decent fans. We came across a number of them. However, they do have a rather larger than average number of dickhead, dickheads who like to sing, you've seen the Villa now fuck off home. Now, I know Albion fans sing this and loads and loads of other clubs fans sing that. But they'll do it maybe ironically, sarcastically, just for a bit, once or twice. And usually only if there's a bit of needle going on. We didn't have any needle with Villa, and yet they felt the need, their supporters, from both um, the, the end of O to our right and the Holt end at the other end, uh, to sing, you've seen the Villa, now fuck off home. 
over and over again, a number of times when it was 3-0, a number of times later in the second half as the game drifted further away. Um, so they were, they were singing, uh, singing that rather scornfully and rather relentlessly. Um, I've got a long memory for these things. I shall remember that. And if Villa lose to the Albion ever, I will be singing that and I'll be singing it a lot. And I don't think any Albion fans, much as they may not like the song, could begrudge me that or anyone else that sings it. Um, Villa fans can be real dicks. They're also dicks on the pitch, aren't they? Uh, some very physical play. The referee wasn't stamping out any of it on their side. Um, yeah, we get yellows for nothing. Danny Welbeck gets a cheap yellow. Um, Mitima, I think, at one point uh, nearly got one as well. And yet the, the free kicks go their way, no problem at all. And yet when they're being physical, they either get away with it or if they do get given, we do get given the free kick, they, they don't get a yellow card. Uh, pathetic. The referee Madley was a joke. Atwell, I think, was was he the VAR or the second assistant? Uh, was a joke. Um, just just a very poor performance all round. And yes, we didn't deserve to win. We didn't deserve to draw. But we didn't deserve to lose six one. No matter how bad the performance was individually and collectively, and that irritates the hell out of me. Uh, anyway, we move on. We've got Marseille on Thursday. I'll only be watching at home on TV for that one. And then I'll be down at the Amex for the next league game against Liverpool on Sunday of next week. But uh, we really need to bounce back again after this pretty disappointing result. And I do worry because players look fatigued. The rotation is affecting us at the moment. We've, According to a graphic that was on the screen for the, uh, for the Villa Brighton game pre-match, I don't know if it included that day's game because it was within uh, half an hour of kickoff so the teams were known but the announcement was uh, well the graphic said that 24 changes have been made by Albion this season already in the Premier League to starting 11s the next nearest was 14 I think that did include yesterday's game but um, yeah that's something that obviously it's a necessity because of a mixture of injuries illness and the necessary rotation of players to avoid fatigue but it's going to take a while for that whole bigger picture bigger cycle uh, tactic of rotating the team and trying to amalgamate people on a grander scale it's going to take quite a bit of time to get that right we don't really have that sort of time having now lost the first euro europa league game and having slipped up in the league it's going to be a challenge but we'll see how it goes with this coming week's games we won't be doing a match day special obviously because i'm not at the match on wednesday on thursday but um we'll probably do a review after that and then we've got Liverpool at the weekend. Fingers crossed for two wins there. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.